And Job continued his discourse and said, As God lives, who has taken away my right, and the Almighty, who has embittered my soul, for as long as life is in me, and the breath of God is in my nostrils, my lips certainly will not speak unjustly, nor will my tongue mutter deceit. Far be it from me that I should declare you right. Till I die, I will not put away my integrity from me. I hold fast my righteousness and will not let it go. My heart does not reproach any of my days. Well, this is an interesting statement on Job's part. As God lives, who has taken away my right, and the Almighty who has embittered my soul, etc. He's making an oath by the God who has wronged him. Um, it's interesting that Job thinks God's been unjust to him, and yet he still swears by his name. Um, you know, I, I, one of the things that you see so much in Job is the struggle he has. He believes God is just and righteous and all-powerful and wise, and yet he's not. <laughs> so he goes back and forth. You know, to swear by the God who's been unjust to him seems rather... Uh, you know, ridiculous, but it illustrates how conflicted Job is about these things. Um, and, and, and he is just very sure that he is right. You know, he says, I am not going to speak unjustly, and I will not say that you are right. I will no, not put away my integrity from me. He's not going to make up some confession just to make them happy. It isn't true, he hasn't done it, and he's not going to say he did. You know, in a way, a confession would compromise his integrity, because it would be a lie. And he's not going to do it. He's not going to lie and say he did something he didn't do. What do you think about that? Should he have gone ahead and made a confession even though he didn't do it? No. Yeah. It isn't right to lie. And there might be some situations in which you'd be tempted to do that. I've known people do that before. They weren't really guilty, but to get somebody off their back, they went ahead and confessed it. That's not, you can't do that. You have to maintain your integrity. So as far as that part's concerned, he's right. He shouldn't confess to something he didn't do. Um, and the truth is, but he doesn't know this, God doesn't think he did anything. You know, I mean, God had trotted him out as the specimen of righteousness for Satan. So, the truth is, he is a man of integrity. God himself thinks so. Comments and questions? <clears throat> What's the right that God has taken away in two? Well, I mean, he's just taken away justice from him. He's been unjust and unfair to him. I don't know if there's some specific right other than the right to fair treatment and all that. God has wronged him, I guess we would say. All right. At the end of six, my heart does not reproach any of my days. Reminds me of Paul saying that he's got a clear conscience before God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, basically, Job is as confident as he's ever been that he is a righteous man, and that is his problem. If he knew God thought so too, his problem would be over, no matter how much he suffered. The thing that's so hard for him 
is believing that God thinks he's wicked. Yeah. That is such a problem. All right. Um, well, let's go ahead and do 7 to 23. My enemy be as the wicked, and my opponent as the unjust. For what is the hope of the godless when he's cut off? When God requires his life, will God hear his cry? When distress comes upon him, will he take delight in the Almighty? Will he call on God all that time? I will instruct you in the power of God. What is with the Almighty I will not conceal. Behold, all of you have seen him. Why then do you act foolishly? This is the portion of a wicked man from God, and the inheritance which tyrants receive from the Almighty. Though his sons are many, they are destined for the sword, and his descendants will not be satisfied with bread. His survivors will be buried because of the plague, and the widows, their widows will not be able to weep. Though he piles up silver like dust, and prepares garments like a plen- garments as plentiful as the clay, he may prepare it, but the just will wear it. And the innocent will divide the silver, and he build his house like the spider's web, or as a hut which the watchman has made. He lies down rich, but never again. He opens his eyes, and it is no more. Terrors overtake him like a flood. A tempest steals him away in the night. The east wind carries him away, and he's gone. For it whirls him away from his place. <clears throat> For it will hurl at him without sparing. He will surely try to flee from its power. Men will clap their hands at him, and will hiss him from his place. What is Job talking about here? The wicked man. What's he saying is going to happen to the wicked man? Everything. He's going to lose a lot of stuff. Does does anything strike you as not quite right about this? He lost a lot of stuff and claims to be righteous. (laughs) Who does this sound like? His friends. Yeah. I mean, if one of them had made this speech, we would have thought them right in character. So... Why is Job saying this? <laughs> Maybe he's saying it back to them. That might well be. Do you suppose what he has in mind is them as being the wicked men? And he's uh, saying, you've behaved wickedly against me. You need to be careful because of what God might do to you. So he may be turning their own speeches back on their own head. Well, verse 7, may my enemy be as the wicked, my opponent as the unjust. Uh, he may be talking about I think that. he may, yeah. Uh-huh. Or maybe he's saying it because he believes it, just like they did. Like they still think the same thing, even though Job doesn't understand it. Good point. To a great extent, Job has always believed this. This is his problem. You might think about this also. You know, apparently the friends don't have anything more to say. So he's kind of out from under the pressure of like responding to them. Now think about this. If you get somebody arguing for this side, what do you tend to do? The other side. Yeah. And if this guy gets more extreme in his argument, what do you tend to do? You know, there's kind of a polarizing tendency. Now that the debate, I guess, is over, Job doesn't have to answer them. 
his true beliefs are not that far from what theirs were anyway. That's what his problem's been all along. He thinks that if you're suffering, you must be a wicked man. He just thinks God got it wrong in his case. So, but I think it's fairly common that when we're not driven by the pressure of the debate, we're a lot more balanced in our thinking. Debates tend to polarize us. So that may be another angle on that. But he's basically just saying, this is the wicked man, it's bad. You know, everything goes down, goes south for him. You know, in verse 19, he lies down rich, but never again he opens his eyes and it's no longer. You know, overnight he loses it all. Really, sounds a lot like Job himself, as the friends often described wicked men in terms that sound like Job. But I do, I do think it's possible he, also that he's saying, you guys, you better begin, take a warning. Comments and thoughts? Verse uh, 11 and 12 sounds like he's going to contradict everything they've said. Yes. You know, I'll instruct you in the power of God. You guys listen up. You know, behold, all of you have seen it. Why do you act so foolishly? And then he goes on to say exactly what they've said. <laughs> Maybe he wants to prove he can say it better than they can. <clears throat> I keep wanting to read that second part of verse 11. What is with the Almighty? <laughs> That's what Job's feel like. What's with him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Job said almost that, but in this case, it's not. There are plenty of people who don't respect the Bible text that try to make this into the lost speech of Zophar or something like that, because it really does sound like the friend. But I, I don't, I mean, we do those things instead of trying to think about what it really means. You know, let's just splice it in somewhere else, and then it'll make it easier for us. Well, Job has said these things before. He has, yeah. Not quite so concentrated. Right. <clears throat> All right, questions and comments in 27. Well, 28 is interesting. It's like it doesn't exactly belong. It, it's written in a different style. And um, in a way, it almost seems like it has nothing to do with Job. I think it does, but the first reading, it's like, huh, where'd that get stuck in there from? Um, but I think we're at kind of the midpoint. We've ended the dialogue. We're waiting for the monologues. And so I think... Uh, some kind of a, a poem about wisdom here. It's kind of an appropriate reflection before we move on. Now, some people think Job said this. My, my guess is whoever put the book together threw this in here. Um, it doesn't say who, who spoke it. So I, wouldn't, I couldn't prove that Job didn't. But my guess is it came from the narrator or the narrator borrowed it from something. Comments and questions? <coughs> All right, 28, 1 to 11. 